USA Wealth Group Inc. presents Money Wise with the Money Guys. Ray Lance and Pete Lance are your hosts for the next hour, talking retirement topics and having the retirement conversation for those at or nearing retirement. For more than 20 years, USA Wealth Group has been committed to helping families protect and grow their wealth. The conversation starts now. Welcome to Money Wise Radio. Good Sunday morning, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome once again to Money Wise, brought to you every Sunday morning by Ray Lance and Pete Lance. So good morning, Pete. Good morning. Good morning, everyone. Uh, today we have a special subject we're going to be talking about. We're going to be talking about real estate and the real estate market, and we're going to talk about that a little bit. But we do have a very special guest with us who grew up in the New Bedford area in New Bedford, has family still in New Bedford. And uh, I would like to introduce everyone to Arlene Noons. Good morning, Arlene. Good morning. Good morning to everyone. And can you say good morning in Portuguese? <laughs> Bom, Bom dia. dia. Bom dia. Bom dia a todos. You can say anything you like in Portuguese. We have a large group of Portuguese clients listening to us today. Okay. É um prazer estar aqui convosco. Very good. I have to go back and take my Portuguese lessons again. But uh, Arlene, so um, number one, thank you so much for being here. Arlene has uh, probably some of the most impressive credentials I've ever had uh, with a guest on the radio show. Uh, she has a long career history in the past with the federal government. Uh, she was director of the FHA Home Mortgage Insurance Program for the country. Um, that is the entire United States of America. And she was also a senior policy advisor for the uh, Department of HUD, right? Department of Housing and Urban Development and a policy decision. And you worked for the uh, assistant secretary nationally, or you were an assistant secretary nationally? No, no, no. I was an advisor to the assistant secretary of the Office of Housing Counseling. Okay, but you you are very much in a policy-making role of making major policy for helping to make major policy um, decisions for HUD, Department of Housing and Urban Development. That's right. I was involved in... Um, actually managing groups that were drafting um, policy decisions for uh, leadership to uh, to make. Mm. But you still have a special place in your heart for New Bedford, don't you? Always. This is where I grew up. Yep, this is where she grew up. And um, so we're going to be talking about housing policy today. We're going to be talking about the housing market, and we're going to be talking about our own take on maybe where the housing market may be going in 2022. Uh, it's really been a very unusual time for the real estate market, hasn't it? The last two years has been for sure. Um, I'm very familiar with the real estate in this area, pretty much all of Eastern Massachusetts. And um, I, I do follow what's going on uh, nationwide as well, but you're actually a resident of Florida now, is that correct? Yes, I uh, I have a home in, in East Florida. Nice. Oh, so, I'm sorry, East Orlando in Florida. East Orlando, yeah. ah, good. I love Orlando. Um, what's the housing market look like down there? Is it pretty much what I'm seeing um, in all of Massachusetts and, you know, sort of what you're seeing nationally as well? Very much so. I mean, I when I bought property in Florida was in 2018. That's when I bought my home there. And um, I've seen over 20% increase in prices. Um, anything that comes on the market sells very quickly. Yeah. So pretty much what we're seeing here uh, as well, of course, once the fall hits and winter, um, the sales and inventory uh, isn't quite as what it is over the summer. So we've seen about a 10% reduction in values just you know since maybe October. But I expect that those will go right back up again come end of March, early April. Well, I think one of the things that we're seeing in Florida is that, and also in, in the South, in North Carolina and South Carolina and, and uh, in Atlanta, Georgia in particular, is that a lot of people are moving in that, in that direction. So the housing values have remain stable or increased because of the movement down south. Sure. Do you like living in Orlando? 
I love it. Yeah. I love it. I love the weather. <laughs> Don't really care for the hurricanes, but being in East Orlando, it's somewhat insulated from the really terrible hurricane weather. Nice. Yeah, I, I uh, read this years ago. I'll have to see if it still holds um, any weight, but uh, read an article maybe five years ago. It said that Orlando is the angriest city in the country. Why? Only because the people that live there wish that they were on vacation because they see all these people having a great time and they're causing traffic and everything else. So you seem like you're a very happy person, but I bet that, you know, 20, 30 percent of the people that are your neighbors and people that live and work down in that area are why they call it that. (laughs) Well, I'll say this. The highways are always under construction, especially the major highways. They're always under construction. Mm And that has caused a lot of a lot more traffic for the area, so the residents of Orlando see that, and you know that's an experience that no one wants to have, right? Being stuck in traffic, but also having more people in the area that just adds to the traffic as well. Sure. So two times a year I go to Orlando because, for I guess maybe at least thirty years, maybe a little longer. I've been fortunate enough to be on the board of directors of some Marriott timeshare condominiums. Oh. I'm currently on one board right now, and I've been on that board for about 24 years. About 35 years. And I've been board president of another Marriott condo on the same campus. Right now, I used to be a board member of three separate Marriott boards down there. Wow. But now I'm just on one, which is enough. So twice a year, I go to a board meeting every April and every October. And they forced me to go down there to go to a board me- meeting. Oh, I feel bad for you. They force you to go down there, huh? They force me. <laughs> but the interesting thing is that every single time I go, and I go every six months, something is new and different under construction that hadn't been started. Or if I see a project that had been started, it's fully done, occupied, and there's a, there's a parking lot full of cars. Very much so. So yeah. it's incredible growth in, in Orlando. I do want to mention, too, that aside from the housing industry, you know, really booming down there, um, there's a lot more health care or improved health care. Mm. Um, just, you know, a lot of investment in health care and facilities down there, which also helps with the movement of, of the population going down south, and particularly in Florida. Well, Arlene, I know you spent a long time working for the federal government and in very senior positions, so it's it's really a privilege for us to be here and for our listeners to be able to hear what you have to say about the housing market. Well, ladies and gentlemen, what's interesting about Arlene is that she is a citizen of the world because, Arlene, you also have a citizenship in the country of Portugal. I do. It's something that I have acquired. Um, my parents are Portuguese. Both of them are from the Azores, the mm-hmm. island of Pico. Pico? Yes, Pico. Okay. And uh, it was an honor for me to acquire that citizenship as a result of and living sp- from there. You speak fluent Portuguese also. I do. I speak several languages, but in Portuguese. Oh, good. What else do you speak? French, Spanish, Italian, oh my. and some Serbo-Croatian. That's amazing. We had an exchange student from Belgium named Christoph, and he speaks about seven different languages, and it wow. just blows my mind. Anybody that can speak a second language as fluently as you do, never mind... What is that, five that you speak? Several, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) That's incredible. Well, that's good. And I know that after your long career in history with the federal government, that uh, you're going to be starting a new position in the private sector in January. That's correct. It's a company out of Washington, D.C. that I'm going to be a senior consultant with. Okay. And that particular company does advisory services for the federal government as well as um, businesses, private businesses, um, and it will be focused on uh, contracting with the federal government. Well, I think you have very amazing credentials. You know, one of the things that all three of us at this table today have in common is that we all have a great love for real estate and all things real estate, buying and selling, investing. Um, we have a lot of experience. We have a lot of knowledge in that area. And a gentleman named Robert Kiyosaki, who's written several books, once said, Real estate investing, even on a very small scale, remains a tried and true means of building an individual's cash flow and wealth. Absolutely. When you look at something like Fortune or Forbes' uh, annual list of 500 wealthiest people in the country, most of the fortunes are related to real estate and real estate development and real estate investing. 
Everything else is an aside. So there is money to be made in real estate. It's difficult right now. We're going to be talking about the changing climate in the real estate market. Um, and I'm going to give you one other quotation from a gentleman named Armstrong Williams. Now, one thing I tell everyone is to learn about real estate. Repeat after me. Real estate provides the highest returns, the greatest values, and the least risk. And we've seen that a lot, but we had a very unusual year this past year, haven't we, when prices have skyrocketed and you had experience, Peter, where you handle a lot of individual real estate sales and people have buy, made bids and offers for prices well above the asking price, correct? Yeah, that's the market that uh, we're still in, but it, it's cooled off just a little bit. Like I said, I expect that'll pick up again uh, in the spring. Um, 2020 and 2021, especially, you know, April to end of September, the market was really high in this area. And Arlene, I know you said the same for Orlando. Um, We're going to go into much more detail after a short break into what happened with the real estate market over the last two years, as well as what uh, we and other experts expect to happen. Uh, But yeah, it's incredible. One of the little stats I just saw in front of me says um, that most people um, are not even doing home inspections if they really want a home and, and want to take that contingency out. And that's just crazy to me. But we'll get more into detail about all those things after. We will take a short break. I do want to mention that we're going to be talking about, is this a good time to sell your house? Is it a good time to buy your house? Or if it's a great time to sell your house because you're going to get a lot of money for it, what do you do afterwards? What do you do next? Where do you live? So... Um, it is a distinct pleasure to have Arlene Nunes with us uh, this morning. As I said, she's uh, an expert at a very high level on real estate across the country. We're going to be talking about some of the trends that are taking place in places like Florida or Washington, D.C. or Massachusetts, for example. Uh, we've got new figures on what the uh, median price for a new home in Massachusetts right now is according to Zillow. That's a 27.4% increase from two years ago when it was $420,000. Stay tuned. We will be right back. You're listening to Money Wise with the Money Guys. Hosted by Ray Lance and Pete Lance. If you have questions about retirement, call today, 508-998-8858. That's 508-998-8858 for a consultation or a second opinion on your current retirement plan. 508-998-8858. And now, back to MoneyWise with the Money Guys. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to MoneyWise. We're talking about real estate this morning, which is a subject that interests most people, I believe. We're here with Arlene Nunes, who has had a long career with the federal government, uh, working for FHA, um, running their National Home Mortgage Insurance Program, and working for HUD. And gosh, I'm just so impressed every time I sit and talk with you, Arlene. We've had a chance to talk before the show as well. And um, I'm pleased that you are uh, originally from New Bedford. We're also here with Pete Lance. Pete, you're sort of boots on the ground kind of a guy, aren't you? In terms of seeing what's actually happening with sales and individual properties being sold and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, I am. It's a, a very interesting market. It's definitely a seller's market right now. The problem is if you sell, where are you going to go? And we'll talk about that. But uh, sold a ton of property in 2021. And, you know, with rising mortgage rates, Arlene, you're the expert in that. We can talk about what that might mean for buying and selling in 2022. Um, But yeah, it was absolutely crazy. I I would have an open house and they were, you know, better attended than any other open houses I've had over the past 16, 17 years. Uh, People trying to outbid one another, you know, you we're very good at doing comparative market analysis and knowing really what the true value of a property is. 
and even with the you know putting a price on a on a home that we know is what it should really sell at and you know the client agreeing with us uh we still and we knew that this was going to happen every single time we still were seeing offers coming in for 25 30 40 sometimes fifty thousand dollars over list price and often with somebody who either was a cash buyer they had cash to pay they weren't going to get a mortgage or um, they were already pre-approved for financing and they went to the open house even with the letter showing that they had proof that they were pre-approved for financing. The pre-approval has been something going on for probably 10 years at least, I would say. Um, you know, back in the mid-2000s when I first started out doing real estate, I would say only 25% of people at that point would have a pre-approval letter to show when they presented an offer. Now, nobody will even take a look at an offer unless they're pre-approved. Um, it's just not even a question. But what's interesting is I mentioned uh, at the end of the first segment is uh, I can't tell you how many offers I saw come in over 2021 that totally waived the right to have an inspection of the home. And uh, that's just very unusual and not recommended. But it's not a good policy. People, I guess, were thinking, really want this home so bad. I've already been denied so many times. Uh, you know, if I waive this inspection, then it, my offer is just going to look that much better and, and, you know, make the process that much faster. Uh, so that's, you know, the only reason I can possibly think of why they, um, you know, waive that right. And by the way, if you want more information about maybe selling your property, give Peter Lance a call at 508-998-8858, and he can give you more information, more advice. A lot of times people come in and say, well, I went to several different real estate brokers and they gave me their estimates of value. Don't necessarily rely upon that. You want to have something much more detailed called a comparative market analysis, which we can do for you. But beyond that, we've often told people, because the market is so unusual right now, um, maybe you want to have an actual appraisal done by a real estate appraiser, and then we'll match that up with a comparative market analysis. And then typically you're going to add a number on top of that as your asking price. And then sometimes people will bid even above that. So you need to know how to price your property, don't you, Arlene? Yes, absolutely. Uh, and you should be working with somebody who does have experience. Um, always best to do that. Somebody who knows the, the market where you're selling your property. Somebody who knows um, you know, different resources that you can access uh, in order to price your, mar your, your home properly. Um, but I do want to get back to or piggyback on what uh, Peter said about home inspections, um, especially in an area where you have old housing stock, which is where we're in. Sure. Uh, it is extremely important to have a home inspection. Uh, you may have some structural issues. You have homes that may have lead paint in them. You have a number of issues, um, particularly with older housing stock. So skipping a, a home inspection is really not advisable at all. It is something that you really, really need. Absolutely agree. And again, it really shocked me with how many offers I would see that were waiving that, um, as you said, structural issues. And I've seen that firsthand uh, just in 2021. Um, black mold issues. I've seen that firsthand just in 2021. Absolutely. And that's a big issue in Florida too, isn't it? Absolutely. So in Florida, if you don't keep your air conditioning running uh, during the, the, the warm season, you can have mold buildup. Yes. And so you need to do an inspection to make sure you don't have mold in your house if you're going to buy something in Florida. Yeah, it's really unhealthy for people, even if they don't have any kind of pre-existing conditions. Uh, it can really lead to a decline in health and make you more sick and get more sick easily. Um, the only time I've ever really seen it where people are waiving home inspections and it's very common in this marketplace is the flipper marketplace. Um, you know, they, they know what they're getting into. They're experts themselves at knowing what they need to do to flip this house and gut this and rewire that. And that's where it's always been common. Um, and the house flipping market right now is crazy as well. It's, it's very, uh, very busy. Mm. Well, there's a gentleman named Jeff Green who once said, in real estate, you make 10% of your money because you're a genius and 90% because you catch a great wave. <laughs> so think about that one because we're, 
we're sort of in a tsunami right now of price increases, aren't we, I would say. Yes, absolutely. Another big reason because of what's happening with the prices for uh, real estate now is a lot of people because of COVID have decided that they wanna own a home. Um, they don't wanna you know, live in an apartment with a ton of other people. Um, maybe because of COVID, um, when the issue has come up, the landlord has used an, as an excuse to maybe not act as um, efficiently as they usually would. Um, so COVID has definitely played an impact in terms of what's happening with the housing market and why it's um, really kind of spiraling out of control. Arlene, let me ask you a question. Uh, do you remember how old you were when you bought your first property? If you can, <laughs> I was in my late twenties. I think I was twenty-seven years old. Okay, and was it like a single-family house or? It was. It was a single-family house in uh, Maryland, in Silver Spring, Maryland. Okay, good for you. And it was a fixer-upper. Mm -hmm. um, it was structurally sound. I had my father, who worked in construction, go with me and look at the property. Um, and it was structurally sound, but needed um, to be updated. And so, and the location was absolutely perfect. It was close to the Washington DC area, very accessible by Metro. Metro is their underground uh, transportation system. Sure. Um, and it was very accessible and it was, uh, it was near a park. So it was an ideal neighborhood to invest. Good. I actually lived in the property. Good. Uh, did you sell that property or do you still own it? Own it? No, no. I sold the property after five years. I mm -hmm. sold it to a doctor the oh. resident who was doing his residency at NIH. So my first house I purchased when I was 24 years old and I had my first job and uh, my wife, attorney Tenny Lance, had her first job basically. And we bought a three bedroom, one and a half bath ranch in Mattapoisett. Excellent. And I've told this story before, we paid $21,700 for it. Wow. And our income combined that year was $22,000. So our combined income of $22,000 was basically the same price we were paying for the house. And that house today would be probably selling for about $400,000. Amazing. Yeah, I'd say at least. And yeah. somebody making $400,000 is not gonna buy that house. So that's inflation for you over the years. That's right. Well, and, and the value and of real estate. <laughs> yes. The value of real estate, exactly. You had the median home price in Massachusetts earlier. Uh, I think you said it was 540 or $550,000. So I don't know many couples who are combined making $550,000 a year. So nope. that's really sort of a, an eye opener. Nope. You don't have to find it, but it was either 540 or 550. Yeah, it's actually $541,000 is the median selling price right now for a single family home. So real estate is a good investment, isn't it? I think it is. Absolutely. Um, and what about selling your house? Is this a good time to sell your house, would you say, Arlene? It depends what your plans are. Okay. Um, if your plan is to downsize, mm -hmm. Uh, if you're selling in this area and downsizing in in the southern part of the country, I would mm -hmm. say yes, because the housing prices are lower. Um, you'd get more for your home here, um, and you could certainly invest down in the southern part of Florida. Okay. Or, or not the southern part of Florida, but the southern part of the country. Mm -hmm. Southern part of Florida being Miami, Key West, I would say those prices are astronomical for yes. real estate. If if I were older and my children were out of the house and on their own, I would sell my house in a heartbeat. And I would buy an RV. I would live in the RV in your front yard, Dad, until <laughs> until and unless real estate values went down and took a took a tumble. I'm glad that we're situated where we are. <laughs> I don't think I'd want you living in my front yard. <laughs> no, but I honestly wouldn't. It's actually funny because there's quite a few people I've heard who are doing that, not with the intention to buy another house anytime soon, but just to buy an RV and go and travel the country and, and take advantage of the high home values. Well, Robert Frost once said, home is the place where when you go there, they have to take you in. See? So you have to take me in. Well, it depends on your point of view, I guess. <laughs> Did you ever hear of uh, Laura Ingalls, <clears throat> excuse me, Laura Ingalls Wilder? She was an author. She wrote Little House on the Prairie. 
And she once said, home is the nicest word there is. Aww. It is true, isn't it? Well, we're very pleased to have Arlene Nunes with us this morning, who's a real estate mortgage specialist and real estate specialist. And you've got experience not only in Florida and, and values there, but also in the middle part of the country. And uh, when we come back, we're going to be talking about what the values are doing in other areas like Maryland or Washington, D.C. I think generally across the country, values are very high. Yes, or at least stable, I would say, in some areas, but... Uh Certainly uh, on the East Coast, the West Coast, uh, Chicago area, uh, Texas, all of those areas, I think you've got real estate prices that Salt Lake City, yeah. Absolutely, absolutely. Boise, Idaho. Colorado. Yep. um, Las Vegas. All of those areas, yes. Well, stay tuned, ladies and gentlemen. We're going to take a short break and come back and talk about more detail about selling your house and possibly what do you do if you sell your house where do you live stay tuned this is money wise radio with ray and pete lance powered by the usa wealth group collectively more than 80 years of experience helping clients define and plan for their retirement goals to begin a retirement consultation call 508 998 8858. That's 508-998-8858. This is Money Wise Radio. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to Money Wise. We're talking about selling your house and buying your house, and maybe we're going to have a a few ideas from all of us about where do we think the market is going. So if you were thinking about selling your house, but you weren't quite sure, and you think, well, this market's going to stay hot forever, the question really that we ought to be talking about is, is the market going to stay this hot forever and continue to increase, or should you wait for prices to come down? For example, right now the Federal Reserve is talking about how do they control inflation? because inflation is way up there. One of the ways they control inflation is by raising the interest rates. And if they raise the interest rates, Arlene, that also raises mortgage rates, doesn't it? Uh, That's correct. Uh, They're actually talking about um, three rate increases over uh, the year 2022. So the expectation is that um, it will increase mortgage rates. But we're at an all-time low in mortgage rates. So the question is, by how much are they going to be increasing interest rates? They certainly don't want to have a negative impact on the housing industry either. Mm -hmm. Um, Because there will be a domino effect, right? Once you affect housing, then all the other sectors that support the housing market being, you know, appliances that would affect manufacturing for us. So it has a domino effect. It's a very delicate balance. It sure is. So uh, the Federal Reserve really does play a key role in the housing industry as it relates to interest rates and the ability of people to buy real estate, Uh, much more so on uh, the single family and multifamily housing markets uh, than on the uh, commercial real estate. It's a really tricky time because if you're living in a house and you're thinking, maybe I should just hang on to this house because if I sell it and make more money, then where do I go? I can't afford to buy a new house at the inflated prices. So maybe I should add on to my house and create another room or or bigger room. But then you go to the lumber store or talk to contractors and you try to get uh, information about what's it going to cost to build an addition and those prices are out of sight. Well, lumber prices at the beginning of the you know spring and into summer for lumber of, in 2021 were absolutely outlandish, and they came down a little bit in the fall. Um, they're still much elevated than they were um, just over a year ago, and uh, it's it, there's just a, a perfect storm of things going on. But you just brought up another point. You're talking about selling your home and where do you go? The the, the housing issue is not just with you know homes that you own it's also with rentals there's a housing problem in this country 
and you know there's very few rentals out there and those rental prices have increased by you know a, an enormous amount as well mm-hmm. um, so there's a whole lot of issues rents going are on. way up rents are way up there right now well that 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 comes to the topic of uh, affordable housing right mm. so affordable housing in terms of what people can afford renters can afford um when you have housing prices that are so high mm-hmm. right obviously that's going to affect what rents are are being charged and then uh, the question is in certain areas if people that are priced out they can no longer live where they work they have to live further out in order to be able to afford the rents that are being charged so um you do have some negativity that's also related to very high real estate prices, right? Um, affordable housing issues are growing mm-hmm. all over the country, right. especially in urban areas, especially in urban areas. And you just alluded to something that where some people are maybe forced to work further away from where they, uh, or live, excuse me, further away from where they work. Um, but another thing that COVID has um, done is more and more people are obviously working from home now and that may not change and in in many people's cases it's not going to change they're just going to work remotely so that means that they can move out of the city and move into these rural areas well we have something else unique happening in new bedford though we have a train that's finally coming from boston and it will be active and operational in 2023 after 25 or 30 years of talking about it and planning for it it finally got fully funded and all the money is there construction is underway they've been doing some of the underlying culverts and infrastructure that has to be done before actually laying the track down and new bedford and fall river will both benefit from that so i think that going forward we're going to still see continued interest in people investing in the real estate market in new bedford and greater new bedford and fall river and greater fall river because I think you're going to see people who cannot afford to rent or buy in the Boston area commuting by train from this area to Boston. So yeah. I think that bodes well for our future here. Yeah, it's definitely going to uh, play a big role in, in keeping the real estate values you know, stable in, in the New Bedford area. But, uh, Dad, you may not recall the exact price in city, but it was somewhere just metro south Boston where there was a two- or a three-family home that sold for like $750,000. Do you remember that? It was about a year or so ago. I handled a closing in um, Cambridge of a three-family, a three-decker, that sold for $1.3 million not long ago. Yeah, which is just incredible. I mean, and if it's the one I'm thinking of, it needed some work. I know it needed some exterior work and windows replaced and other things as well, and it's just because of the area. Uh, that it sold for that much. So think about what kind of rents they're going to command if they're buying a, a three-family in, in hopes of you know renting out those three apartments. Think about how much those rents are going to be at $1.3 million purchase price. Exactly. You know, multifamilies in the New Bedford area a couple of years ago were selling for you know, $180,000, $200,000. Now you're seeing some that are you know in decent shape for $300,000, and up. Yep. Well, you've you've heard the old expression that a man's home is his castle. I think everybody has heard that before, right? It's Have you not heard my, that before, Pete? I am not the king of my home. <laughs> well, Alex, Alexander Chase once said, a man's home is his wife's castle. <laughs> but I, I like stories about homes. I've always liked stories about homes, especially if they come from somebody like Rodney Dangerfield. <laughs> so Rodney Dangerfield once said, a girl phoned me the other day and said, come on over. There's nobody home. I went over. Nobody was home. <laughs> the single most self-deprecating comic of all time. Rodney's one of my favorites. Well, let's talk about some practical decisions here because what do you do if you're thinking about selling your house right now? I guess you ought to be thinking about what's your next step. And Arlene, I like your information about if you're thinking about going somewhere south where prices in general are less expensive, although they're on the increase as well, absolutely. Um, then maybe that's an option for you. Um, Pete, I know you had a friend recently who sold his house in Dartmouth to take advantage of the high price market. 
and their plan was to rent for a couple of years, capture all the equity they could out of their house, and hope the prices are going to come back down again, and then buy again. Yeah, that's something I would definitely recommend doing if you can do it. But again, we alluded to the fact that it's hard to find even a rental, especially one that isn't um, greatly increased from a year or two ago. Mm -hmm. And Arlene, I know you're familiar somewhat with the real estate market in the mid-Atlantic area, like um, Maryland and Washington. Is there a price surge going on there right now also? Absolutely, mm. absolutely. Part of it has to do with the fact that the government is requiring that contractors live closer to the Washington, D.C. area. Interesting. And uh, part of it is that uh, salaries are higher there, mm -hmm. and it's bringing a lot of people into the area. And so... Uh, most people realize that uh, the Washington, D.C. area has limited real estate space, right? Mm. In other words, um, people are building up because they can't build out. Correct. Right. So um, that means they're going out further and further and further from the D.C. area. And so prices are very, very expensive in D.C. proper and in the outlying Virginia and Maryland areas. Mm -hmm. But as you go out even further, they're still very expensive because you have the growing population due to some regulation of related to contractors having to live closer to D.C. where they have contracts with the federal government. And also because you have uh, people that are moving in there attracted by higher salaries. Okay. So, so maybe it's a time for people to think, gee, maybe I shouldn't sell my house, but maybe I should refinance my house and put a new mortgage on it and pull out some of my equity and use the equity to invest in another property somewhere, maybe in a less expensive, more affordable location. And now I've got two properties that I own. And you could keep multiplying and replicating that process, I guess, couldn't you? Yes, that's something that I have done mm -hmm. and I continue to do is um, buy property, fix it up. Um, so that would be an investment property for me. I'd keep that one, um, take out some equity that's built up through appreciation or through the improvement of the property, mm -hmm. and then use those funds to invest in another property. And when you have a low interest environment, mortgage environment like you have now, right now. that's very doable. Um, but and you have high prices in real estate, so mm -hmm. you've got everything that's conducive to uh, housing investment. When you have an environment where interest rates are high, um, and I'm I'm referring to interest rates above five, seven, ten percent in that area. Sure. When interest rates are that high, it, it it's not worth that type of investment mm -hmm. because you are then refinancing your home at a high interest rate, it wouldn't be worth you taking out money to then reinvest in another property. And certainly if somebody has not taken advantage of the low interest rates right now to refinance their mortgage, there's still some time available when they could do that. We're probably gonna see an increase in mortgage rates in 2022. Would you agree with that? Absolutely. I mean, the Federal Reserve has already said that they will likely uh, will likely see three interest rate increases. Now, the question is, is by how much, right? Right. So if you've put off refinancing your house, maybe this is the time when you ought to think about doing that, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, give a call to Peter at 508-998-8858. Make an appointment to come on in and talk about what your options might be. Should you sell your house? If you want to sell your house, he can help you get a proper value for it. Or should you refinance your house, take the equity out, and use it to invest in something else because you're investing for your future? So give him a call or give me a call and come on in. We're going to take one more short break, and we'll be right back shortly. Call 508 998-8858. That's 508-998-8858. This is Money Wise Radio. Money Wise is in many places. If you missed a minute of the show, 
or want to listen to past episodes of MoneyWise, go online to usawealthgroup.com and click on the radio page. That's usawealthgroup.com. This is MoneyWise Radio. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to MoneyWise. And our special guest this morning is Arlene Nunes. Uh, she's from New Bedford originally. She has relatives and family members still living here. She's fluent in Portuguese and about four other languages. And she's had major, very high-level policy positions with the federal government and is soon to be re-entering the private sector again with a major consulting post. What's, what's your title going to be? Senior consultant. Senior consultant. And uh, she has a very good insight into what's going on in the real estate world in general. Uh, right now, we have sort of an unusual confluence of events. We have a very low housing inventory. We have continued growth in prices. They may or may not continue next year. Um, higher expenses have slowed down construction. Construction materials have increased drastically. We've got supply chain issues. It's a perfect storm for sellers. So it's a great time for selling a house, even right now. But then if you do, you have to make sure you know what you're going to do for your next step. Where are you going to live? What can you afford? Are you going to rent? Are you going to move to a, a lesser cost environment um, and buy something there? But you got to have your plans thought out before you just jump and move. It's, it's um, funny that you just mentioned, uh, you know, remortgaging, refinancing your, your mortgage and taking money out to invest in another um, investment property, Arlene, because I was putting up Christmas decorations at the beginning of December, and my wife said, gee, I really wish that we could move and you know buy a house. And I said, yeah, the market is just so crazy right now. Uh, I told her, either way, I wouldn't sell the house that we have now. Um, if anything, I would refinance it, take the money out, and use that money towards a down payment um, for our next house and rent our house out for more money than we would be paying in taxes and insurance and um, uh, and uh, you know the mortgage payment. Yep, smart. That would be a smart thing to do. And the thing is, is a couple of years ago, those expenses um, would be more than what the market commands now for a rental. Now I know that we could rent our house for more money than you know what we pay for the mortgage and the taxes and the insurance. So that's what housing, uh, the housing market has done for everyone, really. And just a very brief comment again. We were talking before the break about uh, looking to refinance your house. This is still a great time to put a new mortgage on your house, get some new equity, get a home equity loan. One of the things I've always told clients, if you're close to retirement and you're thinking of retiring, while you have maybe two incomes in the household, go out and get a home equity line on your house. Because if you wait until you retire you no longer have the income and you may not qualify for the home equity line. And that goes the same for mortgage refinancing your mortgage. Make mm -hmm. sure that, that you have sufficient income to be able to uh, afford the new mortgage that, or the refinanced mortgage. Uh, otherwise, you're not going to get the new mortgage. That's just like the bottom line. Yeah. So the main reasons uh, that people are selling their houses right now we've got actually got this in black and white we've got this uh information um right in front of us that the, number one through ten reasons and these are in order from first to last of most important reasons why people are selling their homes number one surprisingly is to upsize um and you know those people are going to be yes selling their homes for more money than uh, they expected, but they're also going to be buying their new home for much more money. That's the number one reason. Number two is to move closer to family. Uh, number three is to save money. Number four is a change of scenery. Number five surprises me, uh, move to a city center. Number six is what I would have thought would be you know, higher up is downsizing. Seven is uh, somebody has gotten a new job. Eight is moving away from the city. Nine, and again, I think nine should, would have been higher, is people can work more uh, remotely now. And then 10, uh, just no longer want to own a home. And I have seen quite a few people who are in that position. I'm surprised that that's not higher. Um, you know, as people get you know, older and maybe retired, 
they no longer want to do the maintenance around their home. They no longer want to do the shoveling and the, and the cutting, cutting of the grass and the landscaping. They don't want to deal with the headaches, and they just want somebody else to take care of it, even if it's going to you know, cost more money, ultimately. Well, people have been talking about homes and houses for a long time. Even Benjamin Franklin once said, a house is not a home unless it contains food and fire for the mind as well as the body. So people talk about housing all the time, don't they? Uh, do you like Joan Rivers, Pete? Do you know who Joan Rivers is, or is she before your time? Very dirty, sarcastic comedian. Dirty, sarcastic comedian. Mm. I love her. Well, she was great. She once said, I told my mother-in-law that my house was her house, and she said, get the hell off my property. <laughs> so anyway, just to lighten the mood a little bit, but gosh, real estate is really an interesting subject. It's a place that you can make money. You certainly need to protect it. Give Attorney Tenny Lance a call to make sure you have um, a homestead declaration on your house to protect the equity if somebody comes after you after a car accident or anything of that nature make sure it's properly insured and that's another big thing is because the values of the homes have increased so much uh you may be underinsured that's a very good point home home insurance <clears throat> uh so that's a very important thing especially if you haven't had your homeowner's insurance reviewed in the last five years you should absolutely make sure that the you know if you had a total loss your fire um a fire burned your house right to the ground you may not have enough insurance to build everything back to the way that it was. Sure. So, um, again, Peter and Cheryl Marciano from the office can give you uh, information. They'll be happy to review your policy. It costs such a little amount incrementally to increase the value of your homeowner's insurance, but, boy, it could sure make a difference if you had to rebuild or if you had a loss. So get those things checked out. Margaret Thatcher once said, Prime Minister of England, any woman who understands the problem of running a home will be nearer to understanding the problems of running a country. Ah. You like that quote? Yes, she was actually one of my idols. She's a great person, yeah. That's kind of like a quote that I saw. I'm not going to say it properly, but, um, you know, if you can't manage a $10,000 portfolio, then you're not going to be able to manage a million-dollar portfolio. In other words, you're going to, if, if you spend too much money and you're um, not making wise decisions, no matter how much money you make or how much money you have, you're going to be in a tough position. Mm. Well, think about refinancing your mortgage if you haven't done so, because rates are expected to go up next week. It's, it's my strong belief that they will go up. Arlene, you've already expressed your opinion that mortgage rates will most likely increase next year. If you haven't done it, now's the time. Um, give us a call. We'll be happy to... Uh, put you in the right direction. John Paulson once said, if you rent, the rent goes up every year. But if you buy a 30-year mortgage, the cost is fixed. So think about that. Home ownership is sort of the bedrock in this country. I don't think we'll ever see a time when the federal government would step in and eliminate the interest deduction for home mortgages. That's a tricky one. Every once in a while, it comes up for discussion. But it would undercut a lot of the benefits of owning a house. Right now, if you own a home, you can deduct the mortgage interest on your home. I have a really interesting question that I talk about, you know, maybe every two years. I read about this probably 10 years ago, and now that we have an expert in the industry, I want to get your thoughts because I have a very clear and concise thought of my own. Do you think that we will ever see multi-generational loans on real estate in this country, on single-family homes like they have in Japan? Because I think that as real estate values go up, we may end up seeing what they've been doing in Japan for at least a decade. Multi-generational loans. I Japan has had 70 that. and 90-year term mortgages. I don't think we have the same culture as Japan in terms of having um, children live in the household with the parents. We're seeing more and more people, um, the older generation, living on their own or going into nursing homes. Um, I think because of the cultural issues, you have those type of multi-generational loans. I think it would be a very, very hard sell for the secondary market, which is where most of the mortgages nowadays land. And so um, the risk associated with that would be 
too high for the secondary mortgage market. To, no, those are great points. Great points. Well, I'd like to say a big thank you to Arlene Nunes for being our very special guest this morning. You have a, a wealth of uh, knowledge and experience, not only on a personal level, but on a national level, working with HUD and uh, the FHA. And now you're going to be taking a new uh, consultant position, and your experience is going to help a lot of other people do well also. Yes, well, thank you for being here. and. Good luck with the next chapter of your life with the new position. And well, I didn't mean to interrupt you. No, no. I was going to say thank you. Thank you for having me. And it's been a pleasure being here with you. And say something in Portuguese like it's time to take care of your house and protect your house. <laughs> é tempo para, para cuidar da sua casa e proteger a sua casa. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for listening. And we will be with you on the radio again next Sunday morning. You've been listening to Money Wise with the money guys, Ray Lance and Pete Lance, powered by USA Wealth Group, Inc. If you have questions about retirement, call today, 508-998-8858. That's 508-998-8858. Money Wise is also online. Go to usawealthgroup.com. That's usawealthgroup.com. Arlene Nunes is not affiliated with USA Wealth Group or AE Wealth Management. Firm offers insurance services. USA Wealth Group, Inc. is an independent financial services firm that utilizes a variety of investment and insurance products. Investment advisory services offered only by duly registered individuals through AE Wealth Management, LLC. AE Wealth Management and USA Wealth Group, Inc. are not affiliated companies. Investing involves risk, including the potential loss of principal. Any references to protection, safety, or lifetime income generally refer to fixed insurance products, never securities or investments. Insurance guarantees are backed by the financial strength and claims paying abilities of the issuing carrier. This radio show is intended for informational purposes only. It is not intended to be used as the sole basis for financial decisions, nor should it be construed as advice designed to meet the particular needs of an individual's situation. USA Wealth Group, Inc. is not permitted to offer, and no statement made during this show shall constitute tax or legal advice. Our firm is not affiliated with or endorsed by the U.S. government or any governmental agency. The information and opinions contained herein provided by third parties have been obtained from sources believed to be reliable, but accuracy and completeness cannot be guaranteed by USA Wealth Group, Inc. USA Wealth Group, Inc. has a strategic partnership with tax professionals and attorneys who can provide legal advice. Lance Law, Inc. is not affiliated with USA Wealth Group, Inc. or AE Wealth Management. This radio show is a paid placement.